Hey guys, Cody here just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one-of-a-kind dual-style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head-to-head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah-Stock, Helen Naroulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now to get your tickets. Be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a campus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telfer, I'm the baddest man on the planet. podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Thursday, November 17th. Just one show this week. Pretty busy week with the state football championship still going on, but those final games are going to run today and tomorrow. I'll be up at the Unidome for all of that action, but of course, still got some wrestling to discuss, and on today's show, pretty interview heavy overall. Uh, Got some sound from all three D1 coaches, Tom Brands, Kevin Dresser, Doug Schwab. Also have a couple other interviews with Brody Teske, spoke after his first ever match as an Iowa Hawkeye last Sunday, as well as Grandview coach Nick Mitchell, since the Vikings wrestled the Cyclones this weekend in Humboldt. But we'll begin today's show in Iowa City. Hawkeyes opened their 22-23 season with a 42-3 no-nonsense win over California Baptist last Sunday at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Um... Lancers were the lesser team. They did get one win at 125, where Eli Griffin beat Aiden Harris 8-4. to Griffin, um, open hand slap aside, actually not all that bad, guys. Um, also beat Iowa State's Kyson Tarakina on Saturday in Ames. Pretty credentialed um, high school wrestler a few years ago when he came out as a senior. Um, junior Greco national champ, junior folk style champ, two-time junior freestyle All-American. Guy can scrap. Time will tell if uh, he can find the same success in college, but just something to keep in mind. In any case, Iowa's now going to hit the road this weekend. Three duels in two days. First one's actually today against Army West Point. That's at 6 p.m. Central Time. Then the next two are tomorrow on Friday against Buffalo and Sacred Heart as part of the Journeyman Wrestling event, Armbar at the Armory. Pretty cool deal. Um, Iowa's going to wrestle at 5.30 and 7.30. That's on Friday. You can catch all three duels on Flow Wrestling. Um, even more, next Tuesday, trio of Hawkeye wrestlers in Real Woods, Jacob Warner, Tony Cassiope, are all slated to compete in the NWCA All-Star Classic. Flow Wrestling is reviving this event after a four-year absence. It's routinely been an exhibition event that features many of college wrestling's top, uh, you know, top wrestlers. And this year, I guess a lot of college wrestling's top talent comes from the state of Iowa, right? You got three Hawkeyes, Iowa State's David Carr, uh, Kyson Tarakina are both on the card. Kyson Tarakina, a late sub for Arizona State's Brandon Courtney. And then you've also got Northern Iowa's Parker Kekkeisen, as well as Iowa Westland's Adugo Nwachiku, uh, returning NAIA Women's National Champ and Junior World Bronze Medalist. It's going to be uh, one of the many women's matches on the card. Pretty cool deal. That's Tuesday, November 22nd, 7 p.m. Central. You can catch that one on Flow as well. Um, anyway, Iowa City, we got to talk to Tom about all of that and then some um, this week. 
talked about a little bit more about the Army West Point duel and how that came together and everything that happened last year. Got to talk to him about the NWCA All-Star Classic um, and a little bit more as well. Tom, enlightening and entertaining as always. Here's what he had to say this week. talk a little bit about how uh, the event at Army kind of played out, how this became a, a spot on the schedule for you guys. We owe year. Army a visit because last year when Oregon State um, couldn't make it, um, we called Army because they were in Ames. We Actually, we called two, two schools, Lenny Zaleski at Cal Baptist and, and Army, Kevin Ward, and we got Kevin Warren to come in, and it was awesome. It was awesome for us, for our fans. If you remember, it was a day late. It could have been a mess. It wasn't. So good good for, you know, us and our relationship. And next year, uh, we said we'd go out and see you, and here we are. It's next year, and we're going out to see him. How much does that mean? You know, that was, that was no easy task to pull off, especially in a short amount of time with your staff and their staff. They're willing to do that. How much does that mean, and how much does that help wrestling as a whole when guy, you know people are flexible to put things on like this? I think that when you're in a bind and somebody like that steps up, and there was really no hesitation. Um, you know, Coach Ward, he, um, I mean, he just he's that he's he's. He, he comes from a good place in the sport. Um, I think he understands as well as anybody that it's competitive and sometimes you step up and that doesn't happen um, all the time. So we, we owe him. We owe him. But now it's business and we got to get ready to go and it'll be a, it'll be a good environment. It's a, historical, it's a historic place. Will you take some time out to – Kind of view West Point at all, or will it strictly be business? We have a, uh, I mean, it's always, you know, you culture yourself to other parts of the country or the world when you visit. Um, keeping our guys ready is is primary, but, um, you know, there's some, there's some Iowa Hawkeyes out there. We've gotten some invites to do exactly what you're saying, and uh, there's some alum out there, and we're excited to go out there and compete. And then we, the next day we go upstate a little bit to Albany and have two more duels. So three dual meets coming up. we got to be ready for them. Three in two days. How many, how many guys can you bring or will you bring on the trip? We can bring 15. Um, we will bring 15. So. Is a... Uh... Following Tuesday is the All-Star Classic. Um, got a handful of guys there, including Real Woods. Um, haven't seen his name come up yet. Is he good to go for that Tuesday? He is day-to-day. Uh, we'll let the cat out of the bag right here. So it's day-to-day, and we do owe a quick decision to Austin, Texas, but it's day-to-day. What have you seen different out of Jacob Warner since March? whether it's personality or wrestling. Uh, His hair's longer. Um, He's always been a free-spirited, fun guy, and maybe maybe letting that go a little more, and maybe because he's, you know, been here for a while, and this is his last campaign. But he's always been that way, and um, 
always liked him that way. You know, those are good qualities. Um, those are actually good memories um, for me when I think of Jake, Jacob Warner. To have a handful of guys included on the all-star card, um, how cool is that? One, that it's even back, and two, that there's pretty strong Iowa presence on it. Uh, good. I mean, we've been invited to the all-star meet a lot, as you can imagine. Um, I think the NIL stuff with it, and I don't know if anybody's aware of that, um, but I think that makes a difference. Um, and I think the promoters are no dummies. And with the way that college athletics is right now, um, there's ways to get the best talent at one place. There's a way to do that where they can put some money in their pocket um, through the NIL framework. So not that, you know, it's not a good event anyway, but it does get the best talent there, or at least it gives you the best chance to get the best talent there. Is this the best timing for it earlier in the season? I don't. I mean, you ask me that every year, and it used to be early, like January-ish. Um, and then it was the first event of the year, like November 1st. And then it fell on, on kind of this date, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I know that we got to be ready to go. That's what I know. I know that our opponents are worthy, and we got to be ready to go. And I know that our guys are excited, all three of them. I know that. Assuming the plan for Warner and Cast is to get all three this weekend before Tuesday, or have you thought about that? I mean, that's their choice, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. It's their choice, but yeah. Always appreciate Tom's time each week. That media availability took place on Tuesday. Um, of course, today is Thursday. Learned a couple of things since we talked to Tom. First off, doesn't sound like Real Woods is going to go to the NWCA All-Star Classic. You heard Tom say that he's considered day-to-day -day with uh, some sort of injury and that they had to make a decision pretty soon. My gut tells me probably won't see Real Woods in Texas. I hope I'm wrong. Haven't really seen anything in the way of an announcement yet. I guess I'm recording this on Thursday morning, so anything is possible. Um, and I haven't seen Flo update the card or the bout order online. Um, that's how I found out that Tarakina got involved. I was checking up the bout order on Monday or Tuesday, and boom, saw his name. So um, Woods slated to Russell Pittsburgh's Cole Matthews. That's a one-versus-two matchup at 141 pounds using Intermats rankings. Um, highly anticipated matchup, right? Don't know that we're going to ultimately see it, but I guess we'll see. Um, second, you heard Tom mention the NIL component of the NWCA All-Star Classic. A lot of letters there. And I've learned that wrestlers are making anywhere from 4 to 5 k on this event. The loophole is that they can only be paid to promote the event using their name, image, and likeness, right? Um, they can't be paid to participate. That info comes from our guy Ryan Holmes, who was on a previous episode talking about Iowa State's opening weekend. If you haven't listened to that yet, I'd uh, suggest you go check it out. Um, but the promotion could have been as simple as Flo interviewing all of the wrestlers for lead-up coverage before 
um, the event on Tuesday. Like Tom said, the promoters are no dummies, and there are ways to get the best talent to these events and also put a little money in their pockets as well. So pretty cool deal for the athletes. Thirdly, um, we didn't ask Tom about this, but I gained a little bit of clarification on why only eight total wrestlers went to the Luther Open last Saturday. Um, teams are only allowed certain number of competitive dates on their varsity calendar each season, and there are loopholes to get around that. So at Luther, for example, Iowa could only send six attached guys for it to not count as an additional varsity date. And because freshmen have to wrestle attached during their first college semester, that meant basically they could send six freshmen, and anybody else that wanted to go had to go unattached, like Colin Schreiber and Joe Kelly. Um, so yeah. That's all the six freshmen when attached, right? Jace Rhodes, Mickey Griffith, Colby Franklin, Bradley Hill, Gage, Marty, Easton Fleshman. Um, that was one of the many things I was thinking about this weekend. So I'm glad finally got an answer for that that I'm able to share with you guys. Uh, okay, next interview. Iowa wrestler Brody Teske made his Hawkeye debut on Sunday, scored two takedowns in a 6-4 to win over Cal Baptist Hunter Leak. It was officially the third Division I team that the Fort Dodge native has represented during his college career. First went to Penn State out of high school, then he transferred to Northern Iowa where he won a Big 12 championship, and now he is here in Iowa City. Sunday's match was also the first time we got to see Brody up at 133 pounds, and after the duel, got to talk to him for about five minutes on what the transition has been like for him, what it was like for him to wrestle at Carver, and he also revealed that he won a late-week season wrestle-off um, over Colin Schriever to earn the opportunity to wrestle on Sunday. Doesn't sound like the lineup battle is super set in stone, but uh, give Brody Teske the nod for now as the early leader in the race uh, to ultimately earn the starting 133-pound spot. Always appreciate and enjoy getting to hear from Brody Teske, and especially now with so much going on surrounding his jump and weight class and the lineup battle going on at 133 in Iowa City. Figured I'd lay his interview down here for you guys here. Uh, we'll go to it now. <clears throat> advance move on week one right uh today's the start of the 14th week of me being here at the university of iowa extremely grateful to be here uh yeah like i said just <clears throat> a lot of questions marks question marks got answered um childhood dream got achieved you know to run out inside of that arena uh, i've done it in rec hall i've done it in uh, west gym done it all over the country and to do it here um Grateful for the experience. Um, now it's time to uh, spend time, but now just uh, stay the course. Continue to have fun, learn, grow. That's where I'm at. How would you assess your performance today? Um, <laughs> survive in advance. Um, not pretty, but you know I got my hand raised, so we move forward. Uh, like I said, those question marks are continually getting answered. And it's not so much just wrestling, but in life in general. I'm continuing to, to grow and mature into the best version of myself. I take that to the practice room and in, in everything I do in my life. Um, so yeah, just continue to move on, stay the course. What are those question marks specifically? Um, <clears throat> man, you run outside of Carver Hawkeye Arena, it's, it's exciting. I've, I, like I said, I've done it in big arenas and stuff, but um, until you actually do it, you know, it's, it's pretty special. Um, it's really easy for the viewer to uh, assess how they believe they would do it. But uh, once you strap on those work boots and you, and you have to do it, and uh, you get the opportunity to do it, to take hold the excitement and just controlling all the emotions, um, 
you know, like the youngster just got off here. Do I belong? Of course you belong. Go show it. Um, come out kind of hot. Um, but again, I haven't competed in a while. So also growing into a 33 pounder, a lot of question marks, but you know what? I work my, my ass off and, uh, there's, there's no doubt I belong. There's, there's no doubts. It's just a matter of, uh, towing the line and, uh, wrestling to my ability, you know, regardless of who across the line it is. When did you know that you were going to get the spot tonight? Oh, we had a wrestle off this past week. Um, so again, a lot of question marks, right? Like, you know, do I belong? Can I do this? Can I, like, of course you can go do it. Now I've done it. Now it's a matter of just continuing to stay the course. Um, Colin's a great kid. Uh, he works his ass off too. Um, so coming in every day, you got to continue to bring the best out of yourself and continue to advance and move forward and stay the course. You think that competition with Colin has made both you guys better? Absolutely. Um, he looks pretty good this weekend. You know, went and did his job, took care of his business, um, training with Austin DeSanto and trying to get to that level of being able to come out and dominate like that. That's that's when you know what. That's when it's like, okay, you know, that's what I'm. That's what I strive for. That's what I work my ass off for. So, room for improvement for sure. <laughs> Growing into 33, what's that process been like for you? It's been fun, <laughs> no doubt. It's still a manage. You know, you still have to manage it correctly and do things the right way. Um, some of those little things along the week, you know, bringing it down isn't as dramatic and isn't as um, toxic and uh, taxing on the body. Um, so to come out fresh, big, fast, strong, a lot of energy, there's a lot of, uh, you know, question marks again, like, is this how I should feel? Cause usually it's like, man, just gut it out. You want it more than him, you know? So to feel good going into it is, is a little bit different than like shake hands and just want it more. Um, so again, it's week one, stay the course, continue to grow, adapt make the appropriate changes, listen to the coaches, do what I know I need to do, and continue to bring the best out of myself. That's it. Talked about, you know, kind of a dream to come out in Carver Hawkeye, you know, and then the guy behind you, also Ford Dodge guy, you've been around for forever. So what was it like to kind of be back to back with him in the lineup? Man, it's special. It's really special. Uh, obviously a lot of tradition in Ford Dodge wrestling um, to come out <clears throat> and uh, live that dream together, you know, warm up and uh, do it all. It's, it's pretty dang cool. Considering that this has always been your dream, uh, is that where your self-confidence comes in and your desire to solidify that you belong here come from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a dream, and I know it's been achievable and just doing it. And then now it's like, man, there's so much more. There's a lot of upside. I cannot wait to just bring my best out. And uh, that's what I go to work for every day, you know? So to come out and have a performance like that and just barely get by, it's like, okay, put your head back down and go back to work and uh, continue to stay the course and just uh, work to bring the best out. That's it. Simple. All right. Iowa State moved to 4-0 and this weekend after beating the same Cal Baptist team on Saturday at Hilton Coliseum, 38-9. Panero Johnson and Casey Swiderski made their Hilton Coliseum debut. I was hopeful that Cal Bap's Mitchell Messenbrink would wrestle David Carr at 165 pounds. Did not get that wish. Um, but the Cyclones plowed through the Lancers to extend their current winning streak to 17 consecutive dual meets. This Sunday, November 20th, Iowa State headed back to Humboldt High School, Kevin Dresser's old stomping grounds, for a duel against NAIA 
powerhouse Grandview. Last year, the Cyclones wrestled Purdue in a rowdy sold-out Humboldt High School gym. Um, it was an absolutely amazing atmosphere, and the Cyclones actually rallied to beat the Boilermakers, who were coached by another Humboldt graduate and Tony Ursland. Pretty cool that they came together to make that happen. This year, the Mighty Vikings are making the trip north to wrestle the Cyclones, and in doing so, they're putting their current dual meet winning streak on the line. Grandview has won 112 consecutive dual meets. Their last loss came on November 7th. 2013, meaning that when Sunday arrives, it will have been 3,301 days since Grandview's last loss, which is absolutely wild. And it just so happens that their last loss actually came to Iowa State, 22-18 at Hilton Coliseum back in 2013. The Vikings have since morphed into NAIA's premier wrestling program, 10 traditional national team titles in 11 years under head coach Nick Mitchell, as well as 10 national dual titles, along with that insane winning streak. We aren't here to break down the duel in super depth. Um, we know that the Cyclones have, and the Vikings return plenty of firepower from last year's NAI title-winning team, led by two returning NAI national champs, three other finalists, and many more NAI All-Americans. But we did get to talk to Kevin Dresser on Wednesday about the upcoming duel in Humboldt, um, asked him about the atmosphere from last year, a uh, quick scout on Grandview, plus um, David Carr also heading to the NWCA All-Star Classic. Um, and then Dresser also revealed that a contingent of Iowa State wrestlers will head to the Dactronics Open on Sunday at South Dakota State. Too, which will be pretty fun to follow. Not 100% sure who all is going to make that trip, but the fact that there are going to be wrestlers there, uh, just another wrestling thing to follow this weekend, right? Sports finally back fully and again. Here's Dresser's full media availability from this week. Catch you guys on the other side. This weekend will be a little different in that we get to uh, go up to my hometown and uh, have our, our second Humboldt dual meet uh, in the last five or six years. And so we're looking forward to, um, you know, I can't really say enough good things about what Coach Mitchell's done at Grandview. I think he, uh, you know, I don't know what his record is. He's like 14 out of 15 or something in terms of national titles at the NAI level. And uh, I think he's just uh, doing a great job. I know those guys are going to be super motivated. I know they've got some guys that um, are probably really aware of us and we might not be quite as aware of them so we need to get aware of them this week and um, and be ready to go because I'm sure it'll be a good scrap it'll be a good show I heard it's they're like 50 tickets from being sold out so it'll be an exciting um, weekend we got a bunch of guys going to the South Dakota State Open too so I'm excited to see how they do so all in all a good good chance for us to keep progressing how would you uh, compare the talent level of, of Grandview to some of the other uh, teams you see on your schedule? You know, that's kind of a tough question right now because we just don't see them very much. And kind of today was the first time I kind of got um, online a little bit today and watched some of them and like their 25-pounder, uh, which is a defending national champion. I'm like, man, that kid's really good on top. Um, and he's got some holds. And uh, so, you know, sometimes those guys go under the radar and for whatever goofy situations, they might not be a Division One eligible guy and they just want to wrestle and they're really good. Um, so I know Coach Mitchell have them ready to go, but, um, you know, we, we need to do our homework. How did you convince them to come to Humboldt? I know last year it was you and um, Purdue because of Tony, um, but this year how did – Coach Mitchell and I had been talking, you know, in the COVID year and even before trying to get – we, we kind of tentatively had something set up at Hilton a couple of years ago, and then the COVID thing came around and that killed it. Um, and so we just kind of kept talking, and I said, hey – you know, we really tried to get somebody in Division One. We talked to a lot of people um, and just couldn't get anybody to come that weekend. 
or this weekend. And uh, so he was like, no, let's go. You know, I, I want to do it. I, we're, we're excited about it. So here we are. I believe Iowa State was their last dual loss, something like five, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, that's what I hear. You know, we did the we we did the fight night the other last a couple of weeks ago, and I think he said that they got a a crazy long win streak, hundred plus, I think. Yeah, hundred plus. So we got seventeen. <laughs> I'm assuming the whole A team's going to go, or are you going to play with? Yeah, the I think we just need to kind of feel like you know, like I said last week, I think we need to feel the scale and feel one hour. Last week was our first one hour off the scale, and you know, we really felt it in three or four weights, and we knew we would, um, and so. Uh, you know, you can preach till you're blue in the face and until they feel it, uh, then all of a sudden the radar goes up. And so now I'm curious to see what adjustments we make with just just how we train this week. So we, we get used to it and, you know, we weigh in at what, one and wrestle at two. And that's what we're going to have to do, you know, the following where a week and a half or two weeks, I guess, later uh, in Iowa City. So we got to get used to that. Have you seen those guys respond in practice since uh, the competition? Um, you know, Monday we did individuals, um, and we kind of had a different training schedule this week. So this is the first day we're going to really scrap hard being Wednesday. We don't wrestle till Sunday. So we'll scrap hard today and tomorrow. That's just the way our training schedule is going to work this week. So that's probably a better question for me in a couple of days, but you know, we had a really good workout this morning. Um, I know our individuals went really well on Monday and so we'll see. Is Humboldt something you hope to do every season? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to just because the Humboldt people are great to us. They help our regional training center a lot. Uh, they buy a ton of season tickets. I think Humboldt leads the leads the nation in season tickets sales uh, uh, at a Division One institution from one town of only five thousand people. So uh, we hope to do it every year. You know, we'll try to probably obviously get a D one team next year, and I think if they come, they'll have a great time. I know my guys. You know. David Carr said afterwards last year, he goes, man, that was like one of the most fun duels I've ever been at since I've been to Iowa State. And I think it's just because it's so intimate and everybody's right on top of you. What's the most memorable part about last year's duel? Whew, I think just probably walking in the gym and going, oh my gosh, like they, they figured a way out to cram, uh, to fill every little nook and cranny of this gym. So if the fire marshal's listening, don't, don't, don't show up. <laughs> don't show up. Uh, do you have in mind who's going to go to South Dakota State this weekend? Um, no, we'll put it out tomorrow uh, who we're taking. Um, you know, we're probably going to go with most of our you know, number ones uh, uh, at, at Grandview, though, and it's a quick turnaround because we go, we literally, um, you know, get done Sunday night, and, and then Monday, Coach Metcalf and I fly to uh, to uh, Austin uh, to, help, to help David and uh, Kyson get ready for that all-star match on Tuesday. So it's going to be a quick turnaround. How excited are you to see Kaisen get an opportunity at a match there? I think it's great. I think it's great timing. I think he's probably got a real sour taste in his mouth right now after or what happened Saturday night. So he didn't even hesitate one second. He just jumped on it. You know, he was he was really excited about it. And then I told him about the NLI money, and he was even more excited. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I think he, I think it's a great opportunity. And he, you know, wrestle a guy like McKee. My goodness, that's 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 what you go to college for is to get a chance to wrestle a stud like that. How, uh, how cool is it to see that the All-Star Classic has come back? I love it. I think, you know, I grew up uh, watching it, and uh, it was a part of my college career. I mean, it was something that was going on uh, all the time, and I don't know when they quit it, maybe 10, 15 years ago, but I think it's great that Flo picked it back up. Is David's training schedule adjusted at all just with the Sunday-Tuesday? 
Yeah, I think we got a little, got him kind of back in the groove because not only was that, but you know, he was doing doing the freestyle thing for so long here. So I think he just really kind of got in the groove. I saw this morning that I felt like he, you know, kind of caught up to everybody else because he'd been overseas. Uh, he'd been on a, you know, a different schedule. And so folk style and freestyle are different and it takes different wind. And um, and I saw him this morning, like for the first time in a couple of weeks, really just uh, be solid there. Few days removed from Grandview, um, what would you kind of learn about the guys that went down there and competed? I didn't get to see a lot of it. Obviously, none of it live because um, we were here getting ready uh, for the dual meet Saturday night. Uh, so I followed it close in terms of the brackets, and then I jumped on a few matches here or there. But um, you know, I think we had. I think it was just what we needed for that group of guys right there. They just needed mat time. So a lot of them got five and six matches in. You know, we had a lot of champs and didn't really know what the field was going to be. I thought there'd be more Division ones there. And I think there was very few division ones there. So it kind of ended up being a division two, three NAIA thing, but that's all right. Um, you know, there were some really competitive matches and, you know, we got a lot of guys that got some titles out of it. And that's, that's a good thing. All right, next up, wanted to include Grandview on this podcast. And to do that, actually went and pulled an interview from almost like a week or two ago. Um, earlier this month, Heart of America Athletic Conference and NAIA Athletic Conference asked me to conduct their wrestling media days. Uh, so I jumped on Zoom and talked with all the nearby NAIA men's and women's coaches as a small season preview for the Heart that includes Grandview. Uh, so I went and pulled the interview I conducted with head coach Nick Mitchell and star 165-pounder Marty Marjolis, who's one of the returning NAIA national finalists, and did it's not an earth-shattering interview, but still kind of fun to hear from these guys as their season gets underway as well, and especially since they'll probably have more eyes on them than normal this weekend when they wrestle the Cyclones. So we'll go to that now. Nick Mitchell, Marty Marjolis from Grandview. Again, this was from the Heart Media Days. We conducted it over Zoom. Nothing super crazy, but just really fun to kind of hear these guys um, and kind of you know get a feel for what the Vikings are, are you know what the vibes are like uh, now that they're kind of through the beginning part of their season. And um, obviously, I asked him about the duel coming up against Iowa state um so here we go we'll go to that now with the 10-time naia national champion grandview head coach nick mitchell wrestler marty marjolis guys how we doing today well good good man right on right on i know you guys uh already I mean, you've been working at this for a month, um, had the first competition last week, got a duel this week, got your own tournament coming up this weekend. Um, Coach, I guess I'll start with you. Um, what do you like about this team so far in the early goings of the season? Um, I don't know. It's early. It's hard to tell what I like about them yet. I'm not sure if I do like them. Uh, no, it's so, <laughs> so far as good, man. Uh, I think the young guys I've been impressed with as far as just they're putting work in uh, the first tournament. Uh, one thing I was I was impressed with our young group, those guys like they were freaking really good on top, um, which might sound like a weird thing to to pick out. But um, it's something that we we spent a lot of time on in our program. And so to see those guys at that first tournament kind of put a hammer on some guys, uh, that was a good start. And then along with that, um, I felt like our, our performance was pretty good at that tournament. But for the guys that ended up uh, where they didn't want to end up on the backside of the bracket, those guys did a good job wrestling back for third. So just some good early signs about, you know, what the future of, of what some of those guys could be. Yeah. No, it was only um, one tournament in the books. Got a couple more competitions this week. What are you, what are you hoping to learn about your team as the season continues to progress? 
Um, you know, the coming up here, obviously we have a duel tomorrow night with Central Methodist and then our tournament this weekend. Our tournament's always tough. Um, a big part of it is, yeah, you, you kind of want to see where some guys are in comparison to what else is out there, but really want to see like how they're going to respond after this tournament. Um, you know, one thing we talk about early on is uh, sometimes guys have a, a tendency to fall into like a pecking order um, or to feel like, you know, they, they've been working hard and then you go compete and things don't always end up the way they want to. Um, it's it's who can recover from that. You know, it, it's not just the guy that everything goes well for, but who can recover when things aren't great early on. Uh, can they stick with the process? Can they trust it? Are they going to continue to move forward or do they start throwing their hands up in the air and, and maybe get a feeling like things aren't working because it's it's way too early to, to start thinking like that? Yeah, absolutely. One of the earlier tests I know that you guys have coming up later this month, um, you get to wrestle Iowa State D1 program. Um, you know, that's I know you guys have kind of gone out of the NAIA ranks sometimes to find, um, you know, some interesting matchups here. You did the thing with uh, Nebraska Kearney last year, doing it with the Cyclones this year. Um, what do like what do you hope to, uh, to I hate to phrase it the exact same way, but, you know, what, what are you what are you able to learn about your guys by, you know, kind of finding those irregular opponents, you know, guys like teams and wrestlers you may not normally see throughout the year? Yeah, really, my my plan with that always is I just I want I want to be tested. You know, we want to find out, like, where do we need to work? Where do we need to get better? Um, <clears throat> you know, that's that's why we did the deal with Carney last year. Um, some of it. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. You want to wrestle the best. That's that's part of what we preach when we when we recruit guys here. Like, hey, we're not we're not just trying to win the NAI championship. We're really trying to find out how good we can be. And the only way you can do that is if you're going to compete against the best in the country at any any level, any division. It doesn't really matter. And so um, that's why Carney's coming down here this year. So we get to do that duel again. And that's really the plan with the Iowa State duel, too, is uh, and we know we know they're good. Um, they're really good this year. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? You, you go and you test yourself and you find out, um, you know, what what, what do we got to do to continue to get better? Absolutely. Marty, um, to, to be on this team the last few years and, and to, you know, get to experience some unique competitions like that against, you know, Carney and against Iowa State coming up here. How much how much fun is that, you know, from the athlete's perspective to, you know, to get your hands on some guys and some teams that you normally don't see, um, you know, within your guys' normal schedule in a given year? Uh, super fun. I mean. Being in the NAI, I feel like we always have like a little chip on our shoulder, like people going at home. I'm telling them I wrestle NAI and they might not get it or whatever. And so it's awesome to get these opportunities to like show what we're really about. You know, I know how good this team is. Um, it's so fun to watch like our our young guys, like coach said, our young guys looked awesome this past weekend. And then even just like now the sophomores, you know, the guys that are stepping up, you know, they're not little pups anymore and they're freaking looking really, really good. So it's always fun to just get a chance to prove what we already know. So, yeah, the, the excitement in some of the younger guys, um, I, is that like, do you, do you, how exciting is that to see in them, you know, as you know, the varsity guys, right. They have all the success that they're having. That's got, it seems like that inspires confidence all the way down the roster, all the way throughout the program, right? Like that's gotta be really fun to see some of those younger guys, you know, when they get their opportunities, they try to make the most of it in the Grandview singly, right? Yeah, well, it's funny because I feel like every year I've been here, oh, this is the best team ever. And then we get a new batch of guys, and it's like, oh, this is the best team ever. And then we just <laughs> got it again, we're like, holy crap, this is the best team ever, seriously. So, no, it's really fun to be an older guy and just, like, help mold the young guys and just set the path and hope they follow it, and pretty much all of them do. So it's it's pretty sweet. 
Absolutely. I know what Coach Mitchell and his staff have, have really done a good job just kind of embedding, you know, the message into you guys that, um, you know, last year doesn't matter so much as as this year. You know, you haven't won this year's national tournament. I know that's what you guys, um, it's a long way there. So a lot, a lot of season, a lot of wrestling left, but that's, you know, at the end of the year, I know that's one of your guys' goals that you want to accomplish. What's What's the message this year? Um, you know, for the team, you know, early portion of the season as you, you know, as you guys start to navigate these first few months? Um, I mean, I think it's always just focusing on the task at hand. Like we got a duel tomorrow. Um, we got Grandview open after that, you know, and so just, just knocking them down one at a time, not putting uh, the national tournament up on like a big pedestal at the end, um, you know, cause that, that's what makes people nervous and, and freak out about it. But you no, know, we'll wrestle tougher tournaments than the national tournament throughout the year. So as long as we can remember that, you know, and just stay focused on what we can control right in front of us, um, you know, the national tournament will come. And when the time comes, we'll be excited for it and we'll tear it up. But right now we're just focusing on the next tournament and just honestly, the next practice practice today. So absolutely. As the season continues to unfold, Marty, last one for you. Who are who are some of those younger guys or, you know, some other guys on the team that you're really excited to watch scrap this season? Oh, give me a sec. <laughs> um, you know, we have a sophomore GK at 97. I love watching him get better because he was just a, a raw talent and he's learning how to wrestle and it's getting uh, scary. Um, we got some other just fiery freshmen. We got a little uh, 125-pounder, Luke Fogelman, who's just, you know, he's helping me with my attitude of just getting tough and not caring. Um, so I can, you know, feel – you always talk about you want to have an impact on the younger guys, but you can feel that the impact that they have on you too. Um, I mean, there's too many to, to name. Our two 57-pounder freshmen that are freaking tough as nails, Dylan Witt and Kale Palmer, um, Kyle Wright. I, oh, man. I mean, I'm just going to name them all. <laughs> I'm going to name them all. So, But, yeah, it's exciting. Absolutely. Coach, did he miss any names? Who, who are some others that you're, you're really excited to watch scrap throughout the year? Uh, I don't know. We'll name their names when they start winning more tournaments, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, now there, it is. I mean, the, he na he named some of those guys, and like Marty said, it's um, you're excited about the young guys, but you're excited about these guys that have been here for a year, maybe two years, and kind of seeing them get getting close to having that breakthrough, and and that's the part I'm I'm really fired up about when I think about like the Grandview Open. It's it's that one match that that a guy wins that all of a sudden changes everything for him but when he realizes dude i'm here i, I can compete with the best and, and sometimes it's not even the match he wins it's the match that he almost wins that he maybe didn't think he could win and then all of a sudden he's like man i, I am here and, I, and if i would have maybe not given that guy so much credit i, I win that match and so it, this is the fun part of year part of the year when you see some guys like really start breaking through yeah absolutely last question i had for you coach um you know, I see your rings in the background there, all the awards that you guys have won throughout the years. Um, you know, winning last year's national championship a year after you guys, um, you know, didn't win it. Um, how much does that, is there a message for this year's team knowing that, you know, it's almost like maybe last year was kind of like reinforcement on kind of what Marty was saying, doing those little things and focusing on, you know, the things that are in front of you and the bigger things will take care of itself. Is it that same message for this year's team or is there a different message for every year's team at the beginning of the year? The message is pretty much always the same. Um, you know, you tweak things based on the team and, and on, on the personnel a little bit. Uh, the reminder for us, I think, is uh, we talk a lot about championship lifestyle, and that's that's step one. It's you got to live that lifestyle and you got to do things the right way. 
um, which leads to the results. But I think part of what um, we've really honed in on the last couple of years is championship mindset too. Man, you gotta um, you gotta understand that we're still here to win. You know, as, as much as we talk about like focusing on performance and focusing on the fight and, and not putting the the outcome on a pedestal, um, it's okay to to go win the match too. Like that's what we're here for. So we go and we go and compete. It's not we're not just trying to find out where we need to get better. We're trying to win, and then you and then you find out what you need to do to get better. But as long as guys aren't aren't going out there wrestling not to lose, and, and we're not trying to protect anything, then uh, we'll be pretty good. I wasn't kidding when I told you guys it was going to be interview heavy today. Uh, but we got to the last one on today's show, Doug Schwab. Had his media availability earlier this week. Northern Iowa sent a large freshman contingent to the Grandview Open last Saturday. Three of them ultimately won titles. Corey Land at 133, Ryder Downey at 49, and Wyatt Volker at 197. They all looked dominant in their college debuts. My only squabble is that they all wrestled in the freshman-sophomore divisions at Grandview, so I don't really know what their results fully mean, if that makes sense. I wrote about it a little bit more extensively in the mailbag if you want to go see what I mean. Um, basically, I'm of the belief that all three guys will be pretty good college wrestlers, but I just don't yet know how good they all are after they wrestled a bunch of other freshmen and sophomores this past weekend. I want them to wrestle someone who will tell us how good they are, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think freshman sophomore divisions are really useful in the way of IDing developmental progress, I suppose you could say. In any case, Schwab discussed their performances and looked ahead to this weekend's Dactronics Open at South Dakota State. Also uh, talked about Parker Keckeisen, since he will be on the NWCA All-Star Classic card on Tuesday in Texas. Dactronics Open has been on Northern Iowa's calendar from the jump, though, so I am of the belief that the Panthers are going to send the A-team to South Dakota State this weekend. Um, be fun to kind of see them in action for the first time this season as well. Doug, always gracious with his time and awesome with his interviews. We will go to him now and then close out the show on the other side. Uh, first off, big congratulations to uh, women's volleyball, Bobby Peterson. Her team won another conference title. Um, just whooping a whole lot of ass, too, man. I, you go, do they have any more conference m matches? One more? Uh, I know how they want to finish it. want to finish it unblemished, and um, I know they will. It's got to be pretty cool, I think, to do that with their daughters. I haven't talked to her about it, but it'd be pretty damn fun to win championships with your with your, your kids in the lineup. Um, but, yeah, it, really leading the way for, to me, leading the way for, you and I athletics right now of how to go about things, how to prepare yourself, and then how to damn win championships. <laughs> to me, that's a, you know, to me, like I'm watching, I'm watching them, and I'm seeing the run they're putting together, and that uh, that inspires us. And so, thinking about that too, thinking about our freshmen, and the big thing for those guys for me was like, you got to lead the way. You guys have to start this thing. Um, there's a certain way that we expect guys to compete. There's a reputation we want to build as competitors, um, and they took a ton of risk. You know, they made some mistakes, but I don't care about making mistakes. I care about learning and how you respond. And, you know, you said we had two guys that, you know, they got fourth. The, the only reason they got fourth is because they can only wrestle six matches. Um, they, there's, a, there's a rule now with uh, a tournament in a day, you can only wrestle six times. So those guys got to their sixth match, and they would have wrestled for third and fourth, but they couldn't. Um, and they would have won those matches. But um, I think it's very important that, you know, talking about uh, Trevor Anderson and, uh, good Lord, um, and at Garrett Funk, you know, they lost matches, but then they responded. And it's a huge pride thing for our team um, that we 
battle on the backside. I kind of talk about being backside warriors, and you have to be. If we're going to win anything as a team of substance, if we're going to win a national title as a team, we're going to win a Big 12 title as a team, um, yeah, we, we, we sure now hope every guy wins every match and you go undefeated, but uh, there's a pretty good chance that within that we're going to get beaten in a match. Something's got to happen. So in Funk's match, you know, a defensive fall, which uh, usually you'd like to see it a little bit more clear-cut, but, you know, you, you put it, you put yourself in those positions, but then he responded. Um, you know, won his next three matches and, and got into a little bit of scrap in his last match, and there was kind of a, a you know, a little bit of back and forth, and then he just put the hammer down. Um, and you saw him really focus and respond to it. They like said Trevor Trevor came back strong after a tough loss, tough match. Um, and I, those guys got into quick matches where they were like kind of one after the other. Um, big tournament. Uh, but really happy with the response. Um, that's one thing we control. So now the thing I liked last night is, you know, came in and my boys have club practice and those guys were there after. They're, they're trying to learn and get better. Um, these, guys are, these guys are gym rats. Um, and that freshman group, man, uh, really happy with how they, they said, led the way of, you know, starting the season off. You know, anyway, we had three champs, and um, Land, Land, man, that dude can just plain scrap. He's a really, he's a really good wrestler, can wrestle through every position, uh, and wrestled the, you know, a solid kid in the finals, and he, he beat him up pretty good. I don't care, when you start beating a guy, you know, f by 13, 14 points, um, really, you know, he's one position from, from Tech falling in the finals, and um, you know, I think you kind of go into those matches. Sometimes guys go into those matches. Hey, that's going to be a tight match, and then you just blow it out of the water. And I, I really, I don't know, I love that. When everyone's like, "Man, I can't wait to see this match. I can't wait for you know, you know, let's see how he how he can handle this." And then it's like, yeah, he handled everything really well. That dude can he can wrestle, um, and he can wrestle through positions and scored a lot of points. Man, I was really impressed with, uh, you know, kind of to me the bigger stage, the bigger lights. So that light's pretty damn bright right now. The bigger, the bigger the lights. And the brighter the lights, man, the, the brighter that guy shines, man. <laughs> That's what I've seen. So, man, he he loves getting out there competing and uh, and won that won that tournament and won it very convincingly. Um, Ryder Downey, very relaxed. I mean, the guy, man, talk about being just relaxed, laid back as you can. But he is, man. He is, and I told him he's a savage. He's a savage as a competitor, and he wrestles through everything, every position. Um, putting a lot of time into his wrestling right now and and getting better. Um, That guy, he makes me smile. He's, <laughs> and we're all goofy in our own ways. But man, I'm glad we have that guy on our team. I'm very been very impressed with him. And then Wyatt Volker, um, man, talk about a workhorse. Uh, and we have a pretty good example in our room right now with Parker. And he's tugging at his coattails, trying to do everything that he's doing. And that's a pretty good guy to follow. And yeah, you know what? The process works, and that's what we're trying to get these guys to understand. Um, you know, the, the process works, and you just got to continue to trust it. And so, yeah, really good with our group. I think he said 27-2, and two, a lot of bonus point victories. They scored a lot of points. They took a lot of risk. A lot of things they've been working on. Um, you know, they did pretty damn well. So it was a good start for, good start for our team. Um, now we're ready to get the rest of the guys out on the mat this weekend. So I guess any questions? With those freshman wrestlers, Doug, mm -hmm. uh, coming off a result like you had, 27-2, how much is there a temptation to put more on their plate versus just like, let me just let them stay in their process? Ah, uh, I mean, there's no we 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 have their we have their schedule, you know, for these next this next month figured out. Um, you know, with with the red shirts right now, you can wrestle them five times attached. That's a new that's a new rule this year. Um, so, you know, we're gonna get to 
we're going to get to take them. They'll go to Iowa State in, in two weeks. You know, have the UNI open, and then um, there'll be the tournament down in Coralville, uh, 29th and 30th of December. You know, we'll, we'll really see where those guys are at. Um, I think I think we'll be able to take them on, on. We'll be able to take them on attached to that one. Uh, you know, and then you leave maybe a couple dates for after the season, maybe they for at the second part of the season where they could wrestle in a duel or you see some things where um, where some of those guys are at. But um, now nah, you don't you don't rush this process at all. Like yeah, it was it was, it was great. And we're we're happy about it, it's something to build off of. But yeah, you don't. To me, you just stay steady and consistent as you possibly can. You know, I say I always say, listen, believe, apply, and that's what they got to continue. It's got to continue. Listen, believe, apply. What we're we're talking what we're talking about, and then that returns into progress and turns into winning. Then it turns into domination. You saw a lot of domination this weekend. Um, you know, but I want to be able to see them do that. You know, okay, this guy's ranked. He's ranked seventh in the country. You know, ranked first in the country. <laughs> you know, I mean, being able to do those things. So there's levels to everything, but it was it was a, it was a great start to the to their their season. So now the process doesn't change one bit. They just got to continue to believe in it. Like I said, they're you know, heck, there's guys in this this morning, last night. Those guys are in there as a group, just trying to learn and get better. They're 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 very eager to learn. And when you see that, and guys are coachable, um, you start having very few limits of what is capable. Uh, he's an Iowa boy now. <laughs> he's an Iowa boy. It's, he he fits he fits in just he fits in just right. Um, you know I don't I you you know you're away from home obviously but you know heck man I I I'm just school two hours from home and you know I know I could get home I can get home in a couple hours but you know you have to make it wherever you're at has to be home because you want to be somewhere else it just doesn't work very well so man he's now he's fit in well and you know what. Talked to him this morning. Struggles are okay. That's part of this process. Like I have not had a guy, and I don't care how credentialed they've come in, that hasn't taken some lumps. It's Division One wrestling, and is incredibly competitive. And man, if he comes in a room and he's able to whoop everyone's ass from the start, then he probably should get into a different room. <laughs> you know, I mean, I haven't seen a guy, and I'm telling you, in my career, I haven't seen a guy. I've seen some, seen some guys that have been able to be fairly, fairly competitive. Um, but from right out of the, right out of the gate to just come in and, and be able to do that is the intensity duration is is very hard on freshmen. But these guys are handling it very well. And he had a rough patch, but now he's got through that rough patch and he learned from it and got better. And there'll be another one, and then he'll learn from it, and get better, and then another one. And that's just to me, that's how the process works. So, nah, he he fits. Even though I know he's not very happy with his Alabama team right now. They're, they're out of they're out of the title contention. So. No, it's rough for him. It's getting a little colder outside. Nike golf pants still. Oh, absolutely. They'll, they'll never. They'll, all year, they're three sixty-five. Told you you can do you can do anything. When you go and recruit uh, someone like Corey down in Alabama, do you take your biggest UNI wrestling parka? <laughs> hey, we're taking care of you in all ways. Uh, not when it's the middle of summer. Uh, I didn't. I did not. I didn't take my parka out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, you just gotta layer up. He'll be, he'll be just fine. The wrestling room is always warm, but yeah, he's fitting, he's fitting in very well, really, really. He said, really, really good wrestler, fun to watch. Um, you know, this weekend, those those young guys won't wrestle. Um, I'm not gonna wrestle them back to back weekends. 
but everyone else, you know, pretty much everyone else will be on the mat, and I'm not 100% certain who will be there. You know, last year, Iowa State had their team, which I don't think it's on their schedule this year. You know, Nebraska had a bunch of their starters. South Dakota State had their starters, and I know South Dakota State will have their guys. Now I imagine there's going to be some other teams up there, but, you know, we can't control who shows up. All we can do is pre- be prepared to go score a whole bunch of points and, you know, win a whole bunch of matches and pin a whole bunch of guys and learn a lot of lessons and get better for the next week. So, What's to say about you and I as a program that you are able to recruit nationally like that? You, you obviously have a lot of Iowa on your roster, but there's still a lot of the Southeast. Um, yeah, well, I think you start you build relationships with 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 kids and coaches, and you start building a reputation for yourself as a program. So some of the things I think, you know, wrestling is a small enough community that people start to know certain things about guys. And I think you, I'm in the recruiting process right now. We're always recruiting, but finding the right and we always say fit. But you have to feel like you fit and belong in a place. And I think certain clubs certainly have this tendency to transition a little bit better just because of how they how we train. Um, in you know, his club coach did, has done a great job with him. Um, gets him to really love the sport and buys in the process of, you know, kind of. We talk about long game. You got to, you got to be, you got to be built into the process of the long game. And that's why I think why there's a few clubs that we really, we really gel well with because our guys transition and they've been taught a certain way. And there's some similarities in how how we teach. Um, and I don't. I just think guys come and they know this feels right. Because listen, we can go into all this. Because I just heard from a kid, you know, they had they had great facilities. That doesn't win you. That does not win you, Dick. Nothing. It's great, and you know what? You walk into it, and it's like, wow, this is awesome. But man, when you're in a tough situation, so I was just talking about land. He's struggling. Does that facility help him win? Get back, you know? No, it's the people he's going to be around. That's what matters. And getting the 18 to 22 year old to understand that, um, that can be that can be a challenge. But the right ones do. And I'm not saying that. That some of that stuff doesn't matter. We got to have space. We got to be able to take care of guys. But overall, I haven't seen that. I have not seen that help a guy through one single struggle ever, and it never will. And it's gonna be the people who are gonna be around. That's what they got to buy into, and that's what when guys come, you know. So I don't care. We can, we we should be able to recruit a guy from anywhere, all over the damn country, and our reputation should be in front of us. And hey, we're developing guys and get better. And we just got to win more. That's gonna be the bottom line. We win more and we score more points in the national tournament, then you know what? We should be able to go in any house in the country. Guys, that's all we've got today. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We'll be back again next week, hopefully with two, but for sure with one. I know the Thanksgiving holiday is going to continue to throw a wrench into this November schedule, but we're going to do what we can. In the meantime, be sure to rate and review the show, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram, Cody J. Goodwin. And of course, be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. You can find links to do all of that, as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.